You're listening to Behind the Desk, a student's podcast. Welcome back to another podcast where I want to tell you about drums. You see, I'm not a fan of drums, or at the very least, I'm not a fan of setting up and recording and mixing and mastering them. I guess just the whole process of drums really. But the reason I don't like it is because it's hard. Like some parts of the process are easier than others, but in general it's pretty hard. I guess it's because they are practically a bunch of different instruments combined under one name. For example, if I say drum kit, it has the kick and snare and toms, and then you've got the metalwork like the hi-hats, the crash and ride, and each part of the kit sounds different. It needs to be set up with different microphones, and then the mixing is a challenge because every drum needs something different within the frequency spectrum. So, yeah, drums are not my favorite instrument to work with. And today, I want to share with you the session I had where I had to record drums. But before we get started, if you have any questions about what I talk about today, then comment down below or message me at Wellsy Media on Facebook. Now, let me give you a little bit of background here for this story. So, a guy phoned up the studio and was like, I want to record drums, yes? And I replied without thinking ahead, yeah, that's fine. Sorry about the bad accent, that was meant to be Spanish, but didn't sound Spanish. Anyway, so I booked this guy in to record him for an hour. Now, immediately, there's a few hiccups with this. One, the drum kit in the studio was missing a few parts, mainly the metalwork, so I had to hire some of them. Which was easy enough though, considering we have a PA hire company that's owned by Loft Studios. It's called Clear and Loud, Loud and Clear, or Clear and Loud, I can't remember which way. But I'm pretty sure they're owned by the same people that own Loft Studios. Anyway, all I had to do was just quick email to a guy called Elliot and everything was all hunky-dory. Now, the second hiccup was, I was in the studio on my own for this whole week, which means I had to set up the drum kit by myself. Now you may be sat there thinking, that's not so bad, and if I'm honest, it wasn't. I mean I had to look up how to set up a kit with all the stands and legs and all that kind of stuff and where to position each part of the drum kit. But with a bit of common sense of how a drum kit looks, I managed to set it up from the box, out of the box I mean, pretty well. Just a bit too spaced out, but that was adjusted later on. No, the problem I was having was testing microphone signals on my own. Because after the physical drum setup and setting up a variety of microphones, I had to test to see if there was a signal coming through each of them. And, well, I somehow created a feedback loop. I couldn't figure out where it was coming from. I checked the microphones one by one. I checked all the Cubase inputs and outputs. I even checked all the routing and wiring to the preamps and patch bays. But something was just not right and I was getting feedback. And on top of all this, I had about 10 different preamps and I didn't know which ones worked or at least which ones had phantom power that would work. And if I'm honest, I got a little overwhelmed with all of this. Because there's no one to turn to, 
You can't just look it up online, because this studio is set up differently to every other studio ever. So, you want to know what I did? Of course you do, because you're still listening. I started the whole process again, and I unplugged every cable I could find, and began miking up the kick drum, just the kick drum, with a D112 in the porthole, and that was it. Then I went through to the patch bay, and seeing which preamps would work. And finally, I set up the outputs on Cubase to match the patch bay connections, which took about 10 minutes to do that whole process. So once all of that was working, I slowly worked my way onto the top snare microphone, which I'm pretty sure I used an SM57. And again, I plugged in the XLR, worked through the patch bay and the Cubase connections, and I did this again and again for the nine other microphones I had set up for the kit. So in total, this process took like an hour and a half, two hours maybe? And then on top of that, the drum kit setup and the microphone placing was another two hours maybe. And I think this whole process of just setting up the drum kit took about four hours to complete on my own. Which, I've got to say, was a great feeling by the end of it. Because I didn't panic and kept my cool. And then I just worked through the problem very slowly. So a tip for anyone who finds themselves troubleshooting in a studio or just anywhere. Because it will happen. Just take a breath and work through it slowly. Think, like, think about it basically so you don't miss out a step along the way. And hopefully, by the end, you'll have your problem solved. So yeah, that, that whole process kind of like, it took a long time and it really ticked us off. But it was done. But after all of that, I still had to record the drums. And the most frustrating part about all of this was, he was only recording for an hour. I spent four hours setting up these drums. So that a guy could record for an hour. Just an hour. In hindsight, I should have made him record for a bit longer, just so I could justify the setup time really. But oh well, that's the lesson learned on me I guess. But the recording itself was actually quite nice. The guy was playing a Spanish style song which was just really chilled, and I'm kind of glad I didn't set up like too many microphones on the kit overall because a lot of the time when I mic up like 10, 12 microphones onto a drum kit, it just sounds really harsh and overpowering with metal work. And I think the less microphones on a drum kit, the better, because you're always gonna get some bleed, that's almost unavoidable. So if you set up enough microphones to just get the overall sound of the kit, I don't think you need much else. Well, that's just my opinion. Uh, I know some people prefer to have like three microphones on a kick or four on the snare and I also know some people who have just recorded with just seven microphones. I think I had about my nine microphones set up on my kit which is more than enough. So I guess it just depends on your preference and what genre of drums you're playing I guess or what needs to be mic'd up. On the whole though I was happy with the sounding of this recording. The next thing I had to do was mix the drums to the backing track. And this part was a bit of a challenge because the backing track I'd been given was just a demo song. So the other instruments were mixed either and that made it a bit of a challenge. 
Uh, more in terms of balancing and levels, really. Because I don't know how loud they wanted the drums in the overall mix, and I didn't want to overpower the vocals either, because they were quite soft. But I did my best with a couple of high-pass filters, a lot of gating, compression, and a lot of polarity flips to avoid any kind of phasing. Now, this wasn't the best mix I ever did. Personally, I thought the kick could have been could have had more sub bass to cut through the mix. But like I said earlier, I only recorded with a D112 in the porthole. That's all the microphones I had for the drum. But like I said before, I already recorded with a D112 in the porthole on the kick because we didn't have any sub kick microphones and we didn't have any microphones to go inside the drum itself or the kick itself, sorry. And the D112 technique, just like in the porthole, I think sounds pretty muddy in the low end. But like I said, I couldn't do much about that. But I did manage to get rid of some of the bad resonances as well, in the snare drum in particular, using some corrective EQ, which was pretty nice to be fair. I think I did a pretty decent job with that. And if I'm honest, I'm not sure what other mixing things I did on the track without having a look. But I know I wasn't completely happy with the overall mixing of it, but like I said, it was only a demo song and it was only a quick mix. But I was happy enough to send it to a client, so it can't have been that bad. So yeah, that was my drum session in the studio. Setting up, miking up, recording, mixing, all that kind of stuff. And it took a long time, if I'm honest. And it wasn't fun all the way, but you know, it's still experience at the end of the day. And I think it's very helpful to know how to do all that kind of stuff. So if you have any more questions about drums or just anything in general about mixing or my time in the studio, then comment down below or message me on my Facebook page. I'll put a link in the description below. But that does it for today's podcast. Thank you for listening to today. But that does it for today's podcast. Thank you for listening. I've been John. I hope you've enjoyed and I'll see you in a bit.